Tonight at the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 172, The Fugitive of Jadoon. My name is John, and joining me this week, as he does every week, when we try to make sense of what in the world is going on uh, in the Doctor Who universe, is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, what? Hey there. Uh right oh my goodness oh my goodness gracious uh, we let's just um uh, how are you i guess is what we'll, we'll say first I, I, i'm well okay i'm great. well um um still working on the inch of the bus i've just decided to make the project a little longer as so i'm going to rebuild a couple other things before it goes back in but what are you going to do because in the meantime my brain has melted like twice now at least twice at least twice. Yeah, yeah. How are you? Uh, I am doing well. Uh, we had, uh, I've had, a, uh, I guess, a, a wrestling weekend. You know, big surprise there. Uh, went to a show on Friday with Lauren and um, our former roommates. That was a lot of fun. Um, nice. We had a party in the courtyard of our um, of our apartment complex here, and that was a mm-hmm. lot of fun on Saturday. Um, and then on Sunday, I mean, you know, yesterday, which seems so long ago. Doesn't it? Uh, I can't imagine why, main, mainly probably because uh, my brain has been working overtime oh, to God. figure out what in the world. Anyway, we'll get there. Um, we will. But, uh, yeah, and then Royal Rumble was yesterday in a in a... I know this isn't a tornado tag radio, but a wrestler who uh, was forced to retire nine years ago due to neck injury uh, made his return to the ring last night. Wow. Yeah. Um, And it looks like he's it's not just a one time thing. It looks like he's going to be back for for a little uh, a little time here, which is uh, very uh, cool because I remember being extremely sad when he was forced to retire. Well, neck injuries can be pretty serious. So, you know, but if he's good enough to come back man more power to him yeah he apparently yeah, he originally had i think it was tri- triple fusion surgery Oof. which is yeah uh and then they told him yeah you you can't sorry and then he had another surgery later and then he was like you know what i wonder and then <laughs> i guess they were like yeah you're good to go huh so yeah right pretty, on pretty cool pretty cool but let us um let's get to this who news let's breathe we i mean i told uh you jokingly yesterday this is going to be a seven hour podcast so let's uh try to narrow it down to maybe six and a half yeah we'll see what we can do definitely i think once we edit out all the uh the uh gaps when we don't know what to say that'll That'll eat up about a half an hour there. So uh, settle in, set your podcast players to play us at 2.2 speed, and you'll get through us in a little bit less than three hours. Yeah, hey. Uh, Anyway, uh, Big Finish has released um, a pretty neat uh, Seventh Doctor adventure. Um, I've already gone ahead and bought it. It is sitting in my queue to listen to. Uh, It's called Dark Universe. Um, It kind of ties in with the season 26 trailer um because this is you know fully adult ace running her charity uh kind of thing this is this is not ace of the past 
Um, and the uh, the seventh doctor goes up against a character played by Mark Bonner called the Eleven. Um, and he is he's kind of the uh, big baddie in this series. Oh, interesting. Uh, yes. Yeah, I'm sorry, everyone. I was reading about the Eleven, uh, who is a Time Lord psychopath in his 11th incarnation, makes sense, who retains the personalities of all of his previous incarnations. Ooh, so that yeah. sounds not great for him. It, it, it seems like a really dangerous case of multiple, multiple personality disorder waiting to happen. Man, yeah, this is this is crazy. Yeah. That's very so, interesting. I'm like, you know what? I at first I was like, oh, I got, I got to stick it on my wish list. I got to remember to buy it. And I'm like, you know what? It's 13 bucks. I'm like, I'm just going to get it now. Right on. Maybe that's a future, uh, a future review. We have not done a oh, big that finish. Would be fun. Yeah, we haven't we done have a big not, finish in a while, so not in a long, long time. No. Um, but yeah, that would be actually that would be a great one to do. I think. Um, so galley one is racing toward us in a mere 16 days, 15 hours, 38 minutes, and roughly 10 seconds. Not that anyone's counting. I just happen to be looking at the website. Um, <laughs> and they've released just some minor, uh, updates. Uh, Anjali Mahindra's, uh, filming dates have changed. So they've kind of massaged the schedule a little bit. Um, they keep going on about some video program that they're like, we, we're not going to comment on it. We're not going to say anything about it. I think pretty much everybody's guessing what it's going to be. Um, and, of course, it's going to be right when I've got to start getting ready to go to the airport. So oh. it sucks to be me. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, the uh, they're going to have food trucks. They haven't announced which ones. I'm happy for that because really that Friday evening, I'm going to have like a half an hour to grab food right between one thing and another. And I'm like, that's my only time for dinner unless I'm going to eat at like 10 o'clock. Oh, night. boy. Oh, oh yeah. boy. Oh, yeah. Um, I got to say, I know they're doing two Chris Eccleston uh, interviews like one Saturday night at five. And I think the other is Sunday at 10. Right. Um, personally, I know that like in our like galley group chat we've kind of toyed with the idea of going out to dinner i gotta say i think saturday evening is the better choice let's just all make the 10 o'clock interview on sunday but that's that's just me i mean whatever is uh is fine with me i'm i'm i feel like i i'll look at the programming again but i feel like i was pretty easy easy going with yeah with whatever well I'll, I'll be honest i think i think uh what will typically happen is is what typically happens to us at Cali is we, we spend a half an hour just trying to figure out where to go. And then it's like, Oh crap, we have less time to get there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm all for figuring it out ahead of time. But speaking of things going on at Gallifrey one, are you going to Gallifrey one friends? Are you listening at home yeah. and going, yeah, I'm going to Gallifrey one. Well, you know what? We, we here at Podcastica are actually now hosting a podcasters meetup Saturday morning from <laughs> 10 to 11 in program F. Please come and join us. Yeah, guys. Um, uh, I, I will, uh, I'll be, I'll be real with everybody here. A little disappointed. There's no podcasting panel, uh, at Gallifrey one. Um, I get it. There's maybe some other stuff that people would, uh, like to have, uh, conversations about, but, Podcasting, obviously, for us, it's a big part of um, of our lives. Uh, I mean, 
Taylor and I talk weekly, daily because of this podcast and just because we are <laughs> we are very good friends. And I mean, it's just, uh, you know, I, I feel like I've met I mean, I met my fiance through podcasting. I've yeah. met a lot of great people through podcasting. And I feel like let's just have a meetup. We'll, you know, we'll all talk about podcasty stuff or not. We can just hang out and be like, what do you do? Where, where are you from? exchange mm-hmm. exchange business cards yeah be like if you need somebody to fill in let me know just uh, you know just let's network let's do some cool stuff and then you know who knows where it'll go from there so this is exciting yeah 10 a, 10 a.m on saturday morning in program f correct yeah exactly yeah and we will have a link to the uh sked um entry Yes. Uh, in the show notes uh it's it's on the schedule you can't miss it um although there's a lot on there maybe you could um already i have to say i've um i know that the folks at radio free scar i know the folks at verity have retweeted uh the fact that we are planning to do this so thank you to them for retweeting that um if you see us pushing this out there and you are going to galley and you're a podcaster or or just a friend or a fan please if you can't help signal boost this for us it would be greatly appreciated and even if you just want to come and hang out and just put faces to voices everyone everyone is welcome um i right off the bat i already know uh one of the hosts of the metabilis 2 podcast which i had never heard about before was like i'm totally going to be there and i'm like awesome great that's great i'm gonna go check out your podcast because as embarrassed as i am to say this i've never heard of it and they're great well i mean the the thing i think sometimes is when you do a podcast about something you don't usually listen to other podcasts at least this is in my case i'm not speaking for for everyone um there were a couple of podcasts that i did listen to doctor who wise but i feel like they they stopped like the one of the i remember the first podcasting panel i went to at gallifrey it was probably i'd say gal um gallifrey one let's go with 24 maybe and i had a notepad with me and i was taking notes about how to be a good podcaster Mm -hmm. and uh one of the 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 uh panelists they brought samples of their podcast on cd (laughs) okay which is amazing, and I remember I listened to it. And I'm like, I love this. This is so fun. I don't. Th- I think they were from. They might have been from Australia. I can't remember. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, you never know. You might find a new, a brand new uh, Doctor Who related podcast. And even if it's, I mean, just anybody who has a podcast, come on by. Yeah, it I doesn't mean, even have to be Doctor Who related. Absolutely you do not for some other topic. But you're like, hey, I want to chit chat with other folks who are, you know, in the scene, as it were. Yeah, absolutely. Come on down. Please, please, please. We, and would, then, we and, would love it. And even if you don't have one, come down and be like, hey, I want to be on a podcast. And maybe someone will be like, you know what? Yeah, let's exchange information and uh, we, you can be on a podcast. Yeah, definitely. I, I would love. I mean, I always say that we are two middle class white dudes. Um, and sometimes we get Lauren on board and that's great. And I love it. Um, but I would love to continue getting a variety of uh, uh extra hosts yes. to join us periodically. And I know we've had some friends express interest and in, and we just need to follow up on that and be like, Hey, what are you doing Monday we night? Do ta- want to talk about this episode. Terry, I got to get a hold of Terry. Yes. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Got to figure that out. Can make it happen, but it looks like uh, the kickball season is back. 
I know. So, so that's, that's happening too. Um, anyway, last bit of news, this one being added just this morning. Um, so the, uh, lighthouse, uh, from this week's episode, fugitive of the Jadoon, um, that lighthouse actually has a, its own real life TARDIS. It's actually a change room for the hot tub that's up there apparently. <laughs> and it has a Dalek in like the foyer inside. Amazing. I'm like, that's, that's magnificent. And it's not something that, that they put there like since filming happened. It, it had already been there. That's, that is awesome. And that, and that is, yeah, that's, that's a really, it's just a really neat lighthouse, but we'll, we'll talk more about that soon. Yes, we will. We will absolutely talk about that soon. Uh, so this week we watched uh, Fugitive of Jadoon starring Jodie Whittaker as the doctor, Bradley Walsh as Graham, Mandeep Gill as Yaz, Tosin Cole as Ryan, Joe Martin as Ruth Clayton, <laughs> Neil, Neil Stuck as Lee, and John Barrowman as the returning Captain Jack Harkness. And that's not even the biggest thing that happened. I know. Uh, it was written by Gallifrey One guest Vinay Patel, and it was directed by uh, Ninda Manzoor. Uh, more directing from her, please. Come on. Yes, please. Oh, my God. Please, please, please. And, and it, I mean, this was also uh, Chibs got a credit on the writing. It's true. He does. Which we will uh, we'll get there. You know why. And you'll know why, because it's, <laughs> it has <laughs> world-changing implications yes uh and it first aired january 26 2020 which seems like seven weeks ago and is the fifth story of season 12 and we have some story notes that are uh, all right yeah i'm (laughs) i'm sure they'll clear some things up honestly you know it's funny and i i looked at tardis wiki again just before we started recording just to see if anything else was added there's there's really not a ton of story notes there's lots of continuity there's lots of here's different pieces of tech but literal story notes were very few um and i just want to share them now terrifying fact we're at the halfway point of the season already oh my goodness we're of course yeah anyway john barrowman the amazing the the inimitable John Barrowman had to fake a house renovation, excuse me, in Cardiff in order to keep it secret that he was filming for Doctor Who. In fact, in order to completely keep up the ruse, in order to really sell it, Barrowman actually carried out complete renovations. Amazing. In his house in Cardiff. So he was literally doing these renovations, like recording bits or taking pictures or whatever. And then when he would be like on set, he'd be like, oh, look at what we're doing to my house. Um, that's great I'm, I'm definitely at my house y'all because he says y'all of course yes uh, absolutely yeah anyway we're gonna be a little loopy tonight folks strap in <laughs> um the jadoon captain uh is named paul condon as a tribute to the late doctor who fan and friend of chris chibnall paul condon oh that's great uh, who passed away i believe it was last year if i'm not mistaken no um and i i yeah i saw that it's like oh that's I like that. I like that a lot. That's very cool. Yeah, that's very, very cool. Um, and, and a couple of things that, that maybe I missed it because it was not a really big mention and there was lots of other big things happening in the episode, but the doctor has been searching for any evidence that the master may have escaped from the realm of the Cassavin. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. And I think, I feel like everybody 
Team TARDIS was like, why are you looking for him? And she, I think because she knows that if anybody could escape, it'd be him. Oh, yeah. So she's just kind of looking around. It's almost like um, my bounty hunter pitch for season uh, season 10. Yeah. See, there you go. Man. That still would have been really good. It would have. You got you to gotta write some pitches to be finished. I think I should because, I, I mean, we'll get it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. <laughs> anyway, we also find out that the doctor has visited Gallifrey multiple times by herself since first finding her home uh, uh, wrecked by the master, yes. uh, which I, I think in that scene, man, that just plays out just this darkness, this despair that she's kind of carrying with her. Yeah, there's some good stuff in there. Amazing. Yeah. <sighs> well, that, that's it. Yeah, I mean, we'll let... not not a ton, but there's so much <laughs> to talk about. Uh, just a lot of theories coming up. Uh, we should we don't have a theory alarm, but if we did, my goodness, we'd be playing it every five seconds. But before we get to any of that, Taylor has a world famous synopsis for us. So take it away. Indeed, indeed. Here we go. <clears throat> what just happened? No, seriously. But oh my gosh! So Team Tartus responds to it pretty typical Jaduner mucking about outside their jurisdiction situation and instead stumble into possibly the biggest, boldest thing to rock fandom since the concept of the time war. Oh, and a familiar quote-unquote face from the past captures the fam and gives them a dire warning for the doctor. Nailed it. Good, good, uh... Thank you. Good stuff with that. Like, so, how, do I, how do I do a synopsis for this episode? I really, I... Anyway. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, man. So, okay. So... What? Uh, man, I don't even know. It's it's. There's a lot to just process, and I'm still processing it. I've 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 watched it twice. Yep. Same. Um, I think as soon as the reveal happened, it felt like time slowed down, and the episode somehow got longer. I'm not really sure. I, um, yeah, I, that's fair. I guess overall feelings is I I loved it. That's it. <laughs> um, I'm uh I'm just very uh. I, this is a lot. I've seen a lot of people now, Taylor. I, I almost pulled the clip of you talking about fans like taking the stuff they love and all. You know, I almost clipped that and then played it and and been like, "Man, those people should have waited two episodes, huh?" Right. <laughs> because yeah. our world just got flipped, turned upside down, much like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Nice. And this is this is insane. Um, it completely is. I I loved this story so much because apparently I love being punched in the gut by mysteries. Absolutely, and it was. Um, I mean the the title "Fugitive of the Jadoon." You're like, okay, so they're looking for somebody, right? And we get the Jadoon. We're. I'm going to jump all over the place. I think I told you. Uh, I I took like very minimum notes. I took minimal notes as far as I tend to go, which means I still took more notes than you did. Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, for, for me, um, we thought we were getting a Jadoon story. Then we got the return of Captain Jack. Yeah. And then, oh, by the way, um, someone was using a chameleon circuit, the chameleon arc, and uh, yeah. it was apparently the doctor that a new doctor. I know uh, for me, I know a lot of people are, are calling her Ruth doctor. And I guess, is that official? Are people saying that right now? It's, I mean, I, I, I have seen 
people using that as terminology. I don't, I think they're using it because we don't have a number to associate with her. We, we don't know where she lands in line. Right. I mean, I'm calling her zero doctor. That works. Um, mainly because I feel like, well, I mean, we'll get, we'll get to theories. We'll get, we'll get to theories. Well, we can get to theories, but we can actually get to some some hard facts that Chibnall has actually put out there in an article just okay. this evening, right? Yes, we. I should mean, we just, should we just establish this now? Yes, please, because I when you sent me that, I did the I did the fist bump of all fist bumps. Oh, dude, I was I was right between like making sure kid uh, uh, shower time happened and then going to do the dishes. And I see this pop up on Twitter um, and then I read it and proceed to lose my mind all over again because it totally threw some of my theories straight into the trash. Um, Let me, oh, good heavens, I'm trying to bring the link up because I sent it to, oh, no, no, I didn't send it to you in messages. I tagged you in it, didn't I? You tagged me. Let me, hold on. I got you. Hold Hold on. on. Okay. So, the gist of it, and John, if you want to put the link in the show notes, I'll make sure it ends up in I will. our show notes for everyone to read it. Um, so basically, Chibnall's like, look, Joe Martin, who plays Ruth, she is the doctor. This is not, there's, I'm, I'm, I have a plan. I'm playing this out. There are no alternate universes at play. Which is great. I actually have. It's um, Chris Chibnall says the important thing to say is Ruth is definitely the doctor. There's not a sort of parallel universe going on. There's no tricks. Yeah. Uh, he also says you won't be seeing Captain Jack again this series. I can get categorically tell you that. I think the first reply somebody says is, do you believe him? Moffat would lie all the time. And I... And I'm just like, okay, I mean, that's, you know, that's a cute little thing that, you know, the, the showrunner always lies. But. So here's, here's my thing is, yes, I would expect that of Moffat. For some reason, I'm not expecting that of Chibnall. No, I'm really. I, I, I don't know why. I don't know why I say that. I'm looking at the fact that they've managed to keep some really big surprises. Every surprise. Uh, Every surprise, I feel they've managed yeah. to keep a secret so far. Um, so if he's like, "Look, I've got a plan." There's, there's no alternate histories. She is definitely the doctor. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm gonna believe him, and I'm gonna run with it. Um, and unfortunately, he also says we're not seeing Captain Jack again this year. He says this series, and someone pointed out that um, now he could be in the special. That's true. Yeah. I mean, we that don't even true. know what the special would be about. Holy yeah. moly. Um, <laughs> right? Jeez. So, I mean, we uh, we start the story off. We think we're just getting a fun romp with the Jadoon, and they're looking for somebody, and uh, we get uh, two big surprises. And I think, uh, let, me, uh, let me go to our conversation. Uh, I want to say four minutes before, uh, before the, the show happens. Right, in the, in UK. the UK yesterday, and we're in America, and yes, this is this is actually a pretty impressive conversation, and you are very proud of this. I, I am very proud of it, because <laughs> I, I read it back to, because I after the episode ended, I went, oh my God, and I read it to Lauren, and she was like, 
Wow. I was like, yeah. Uh, so you sent me a tweet that uh, someone put out that said, I see BBC Doctor Who have announced they won't be mentioning the big reveal online for 24 hours after the BBC viewing. Mm-hmm. Must be a big return, better be, after all this bleeding hype all week. Now, that was one thing you and I discussed a lot about was the hype of this. Like, they were they were saying, if you thought the Master reveal was big, just wait till this week. And that's, like, very boisterous of Doctor Who. Like, yeah. they don't do that. Yeah. So I thought to myself, you said, um, I said, well, then, and you said, right, could what could be that big? And I said, I have no idea. And then I said, at 11.04 a.m. on Sunday, California time, I said, it's got to be like another doctor. By another doctor, I mean like a past doctor. And then, <laughs> and I said, it's got to be a Time Lord. Has to be. Yeah. Um, and, of course, I was thinking a past doctor we knew about. I was, too. That's what I meant. Now, clearly, I mean, we'll we'll get into our our little theories about where this is where the zero doctor fits into the timeline. Mm-hmm. But I mean, BBC, call me. <laughs> I haven't heard you say that in quite some time. That's nice to hear. <laughs> um. All right. Let's. Um. I'm just trying to figure out how to tackle this because I just want to. I want to. Uh, this feels like lost all over again. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> I just want to want to stand at Cash Wrap One and talk about our theories. Uh, uh-huh. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, would it make sense to um, maybe talk about all the Captain Jack stuff first, and then tackle the Jadoon and Ruth stuff because those two are at least connected? Yes, let's do that. Okay. All right. So um, Graham randomly gets picked up. And trying um, to buy a cupcake. Yes, trying to buy a cupcake and looking at the <laughs> worst cake he's ever seen. Well, it was done by probably the worst person in this episode. Oh I my was goodness! Glad he died. Yeah, he was a uh, lot of lot of on screen death going on in this episode. A uh, fair bit. A lot of vaporizing going on, uh, which was we a great, 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 great. Yes, that's what you get you with the Jadoon. Great special effects in this, which we will, we will get to, especially the teleportation of Ooh, yeah. our companions to and from this place. Uh, and as soon as I heard the voice, I grabbed Lauren's hand <laughs> and went, oh, my God. And then um, you can get excited now. Yes. It, it was this was perfect. Uh, Captain Jack, I was just, I was so happy. This was just, uh, it was just so good. Just so, so good to see him and for him to think that, and for him to kiss Graham and then him to be like, uh, I'm not the doctor. And then when he finds out the doctor is a, is a woman, he goes, this, I gotta see. And sadly he doesn't in the story. He does not. I mean, but that's, you know, I think it's great. I think, um, I, I think it's funny that he teleported all three companions, but couldn't get a hold of the doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was very funny. And I mean, it gives, you know, give the doctor this message and it gives them a reason to, because like if he had given that message to her by, you know, herself, she wouldn't have shared that information with them. No, absolutely not. No, that's very true. And and it's and it's great that it 
it gives the three of them um, a little bit more like of a peek behind the curtain. Yeah. You know, and it, and it forces them to interact at the end of the episode being like, okay, so, so tell us about these folks, you know? And, and then that leads into that whole uh, end bit where Ryan's got a really good speech and all that. Um, so, yeah, but it also with Captain Jack trying to scoop them up, literally or trying to scoop the doctor up and, and, and getting the companions gives a perfect, um, it literally gets each of the companions out of the way of a really dangerous Jadoon situation. Yes. Like I, I noticed it on the rewatch. It got Graham out of the way just before they come in and interact with Alan. Yes. Which would have been really dangerous for Graham had he been in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets Ryan and Yaz out of the way just as they're about to go back up into Lee and Ruth's apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, they, they'd have been done for with Gat there. Oh my and, goodness. Yeah. I mean that, that whole thing. It, it, so it, it really, this is, I'm so excited that Vinay Patel is going to be at Galley one because I, I almost think this might be one of the best crafted episodes I have seen oh, yeah. in quite some time. They packed so much into this and it didn't, it didn't, the information was over overwhelming. The episode didn't feel like, wait, what? It, it felt like everything had proper time. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, I will, we'll get to Dr. Meeting doctor stuff in a minute here, but, um, I had some problems with that. Just not, you know, like logically anyway, mm-hmm. anyhow. Uh, yeah, man. Um, I, yeah, it was perfect. Perfect to get them away from the, tr- the trigger happy Jadoon and yeah. into the back a little bit of the backstory of of who the doctor is um and that they were given the information so they ha- you know they always go to the doctor and tell the doctor everything so it was nice that they got that information and she didn't get it first because they wouldn't have known and i assume at some point it would have gotten them killed yeah yeah exactly plus plus we get there's there's so many little things that we still get like we get a nano genes reference yes you know, that was captain jack's first episode with the doctor dances mm-hmm. and the empty child there's just we get this little just it doesn't need to be much just these little things here just make the connections it just kind of fleshes everything out more and it makes a much more well-rounded episode absolutely absolutely um man so ca- all the captain jack stuff let's 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 uh i do love the seriously there's three of you i had a dream about this once yes oh my god that was hilarious i loved that uh his i love that his favorite is um ryan uh, is ryan because ryan calls him cheesy yeah um, which is funny because uh ryan was also the favorite of king james the first now that i think about it <laughs> nice what does what does that tell you i don't know uh we never do find out who's chasing jack though do we that is a good question um yeah we don't find okay well um let's go through what he says okay the message yes so his message to the doctors beware the lone cyberman um the cyberman army is in ruins yeah uh he mentioned something about the alliance and they sent this thing back through across time and space. Mm, no, he literally says 
through time and across space. Oh, through thank you. Through time and I, across I space. I feel like word choice is really, really important. Oh, I bet. Yeah. And I am literally picking just this sentence apart. And it, it's it's um good that you mentioned that because now that Chibnall has confirmed that they are the same person, I guess I don't have to read every instance where we were told they were the same person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because I wrote it all down. Well, and, but but at the same time, you know, I glommed on to the across space being like, oh, oh, alternate universes. And then Chibnall's now shot that out of the water. So, okay, I can relax on that. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it's it's good to get at least a, a, a simple answer that kind of washes away some theories so we don't have to have them all swirling around. Exactly. Yeah, sent this thing back through time across space. I actually have that written down. I don't know why I said time and space, but um, the lone Cybermen don't give it what it wants. So it wants a hug. Yeah, this is this is very interesting. I don't know. know. So she's definitely going to give the the lone Cyberman what it wants, right? (laughs) Um, probably. Yeah, because, I mean, there's no way that we would just snuff out the Cybermen completely. Oh, no, no. And and it, and it may be one of those things where, um, and, and I'll be honest, I have no idea, you know, what will happen. And I'm pretty sure it's the, the finale in which we, we get the Cybermen. Um, but I forgot where I was going with my <laughs> train of thought. I mean, it's, it's been a long two days, so. It is tumbled down a ravine. Lives have been lost. It's terrible. Um, so, but yes, it, it may even be one of those things where, um, you know, circumstance plays out in a way that she tries to do all this stuff, right? She can't win all the time, she says in one of the trailers, um, where she does all this stuff to try and not let it get it. And the, but, but circumstance, the universe does something and it still gets it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or Ryan fumbles it and the Cyberman takes it because dyspraxia. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> who? I don't know. My mind is awash with theories. <laughs> make me come up with new ones. So I think that's everything for Captain. Uh, actually, no, it's not everything for Captain Jack. He he says I'll be um, I'll I'll be there when she needs me the most. Yeah. So um, John Barrowman posted a video on his Instagram. Um, I I think yesterday, mm-hmm. and he was talking about like how excited he was and how he was checking Twitter and all this stuff. And he said he said the first scene in the tar uh, in the TARDIS, everything was great. You guys loved it. I'm so excited. Um, I'm pretty sure he wasn't on a TARDIS, <laughs> but now that I think about it, for him to I don't think that was an accident that he he got excited and said TARDIS. I think he might have let something slip, but I assume BBC's watching him closely and they would have been like, take that down. Possibly. So it, it, it it's it's very, very strange. Uh it was just very strange wording from him because like I feel like that's not that's not like a that's not something that you can I don't know it just seems like something you wouldn't mess up you know 
Totally. Now, I don't get me wrong. I know that I will sometimes get animated and uh, or emotional or even flustered while recording, and I will completely say the wrong thing. And I'm not even a professional actor. I'm hardly <laughs> a professional, you know, human being. Um, but I, I would look. I'm just going to put it in the realm of possibility that he is so caught up in the moment and the excitement of everything, and he can finally talk about this because the lengths that they went through uh, to to keep his appearance uh, in this story a secret was monumental. Yeah. So to finally be able to talk about it and be excited about it and and share it openly, um, it very well could just be a flub. It could just he, that could have just been the word that came out. The the it open also, the quote is the opening with me on the TARDIS, and it's just yeah. like what? Like how would so, you how would you mess that up? Like the just it, it just the wording of it was very strange. I I agree. And I'm 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 just playing devil's advocate yes. at the moment, but at the same time, if you look back at the ship that he's piloting, which admittedly looks like a looks like he's trying to pilot a space station. Yes, the ship that they show when we get when we are in transitions, it's huge. Yeah. Now, also that could maybe be uh, throwing us off a little bit. I don't know. We'll see. Possibly. I mean, hell, for all I know, it could be a battle TARDIS. Um, yeah, which is a thing. And the interior I found out today, I was really kind of blown away by this. So I want to share it. It, the interior of that ship is literally, um, a church in the town of Clifton. They built the whole like console over the altar. Yeah. Very, uh, very literally piloting a church. Oh, you were not joking. A battle TARDIS is a legitimate thing. Oh Yeah. A battle TARDIS is a legitimate thing, and it is referenced in um, multiple big Finnish stories, especially the Time War ones. But yes, battle Very TARDIS. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so, yeah, it, it, you know, it's tough to say. Yeah, man. It's, uh, I, I don't know. I, I randomly watched that with like no prompting, and he said that, and I went, What? You weren't on a TARDIS. And then I went, Oh, no. Did, did, did somebody in there's no way in script they said TARDIS interior. Could you imagine? Oh man. I don't know. That would be a whole thing. But I mean, just you know, if it was a slip of the tongue, very interesting. If it wasn't even more interesting. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, but also it's still up, so it's probably nothing, or they don't want him to take it down because now it would be like, Oh, he definitely was in a TARDIS. Right. So we'll see. I don't know. I do not know. But um, it's it's so good to have Barrowman back, even yes. if if um, it was just for this episode right now. That's just good stuff. I, I really enjoyed it. And it and it absolutely positively leaves it open to him returning in a future episode, in a future series, in a future special. I'm I'm all for it. Now, what do you think the alliance is? Uh, that's oh, I'm a- sorry. The alliance, uh, interesting, oh. is it uh, was an association of diverse races, mainly of the Doctor's enemies. Hmm. So that's an interesting thing that I um I didn't think about. I mean, it's literally all of the Doctors. It's everybody. Every it, they're from the Big Bang. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, when they all show up and they're like, "Yep, 
that but that can't be the only alliance if the alliance sent something i love how he just says it a thing back to basically wipe out the cybermen the cybermen were part of the alliance yes they were but i mean we don't know what happens i don't know you know it's just yeah. it's very very weird just you know there was a lot of lot of stuff going on in there and it's just like what could it be but if we remember from that q a after part two of um, spyfall that i watched jody said everything that chibnall writes he has an answer for yep so maybe i'll just let that go and we'll find out because they they don't mention anything that's the one thing they don't mention anything about the alliance and sending a thing back through time across space yeah they don't mention that to her but i assume they mention you know yeah you just kind of have to assume that that everything gets mentioned we'll find out but you know oh right so <clears throat> let us move on to the jadoon mm-hmm. um the so jadoon i i don't know if it's a redesign i thought they looked great oh they looked amazing the this, animatronics ugh. have been upgraded yes Yes, they have. Excellent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Definitely excellent. Uh, but yeah, man, I just loved how they looked. It was great to see the Jadoon back. Definitely they got some upgrades. Um, I loved the the woman-to-woman line. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was great. That was fantastic. Because I, you know, we nev- I don't think any of us think of the Jadoon as... I don't know, as as any any sort of they're just, you know, rhinos. Yeah. I, I, I don't really assign them gender, but yeah. but being a bunch of burly space cops, you do on some level make the assumption that they're just dudes. And they all sound the same. It, it, yeah, well, and they all do have very deep voices. They but, do. Uh, but I did lo- the woman to woman line I went, Oh, that's great. Yeah. I love it. And they just seemed like the Jadoon in general seemed more um yeah, the animatronic work was great. They seemed to be more, what is the word I'm looking for? Like, um, um, not emotion-filled, more... Dynamic? Yes, more dynamic. Like, you could tell, like, when things were said, they were like, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it was good. I I absolutely loved the Jadoon coming back. Clearly, they are looking for a fugitive because they are guns for hire. Um, and... They're looking all over, and this this um, All Ears Allen guy leads them to Lee. <laughs> all All Ears Allen is like the creepiest person oh, of all. Yeah. I just he's just gross. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. oh, I, I'm yeah. sure the actor's a lovely guy, but the role and being like, I do anything for you, and I'm like, oh no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. So I. I, I I had no problems when he tried to be all tough guy. Yeah. Oh and yeah. I mean, like, why would you do that? Protect his lattes. That was so weird. Like, <sighs> don't push a giant space rhino. <laughs> you know what? I think that is an excellent alternate title. Don't <laughs> push a giant space rhino. Yeah, I like it. I like it. So they are led to the trail of Lee and Ruth, mm-hmm. and. Clearly, someone is hiding something, but we don't know who. Actually, we think it's Lee. Well, I, I think in some ways it's definitely Lee. I think he definitely knew about that box. I don't think he was chameleon arched at all. 
No. So uh, let's let's talk about Lee really quick because I'm I'm a little confused. Okay. Because who is he really? Because he's listed as a companion on TARDIS Wikia. Okay. I was going to ask about that real quick. Listed but... as a companion on TARDIS Wikia, but why would a companion have the same training as a Gallifreyan general? Well, a companion doesn't necessarily mean that you're not a Gallifreyan and you're not a Time Lord. Right, especially if it's before Hartnell era, right? Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and let's also point out Romana was technically a companion. Very true. She's a time. Ah, lady. that is very true. Yes. Hmm. All so right. All right. It, it it seems obviously Gat and Lee and well the Doctor. I guess I have to say that. That's a. It's going to take a yep. moment to get used to. I I may say Ruth interchangeably just to distinguish between our two Doctors. Oh yeah. Um, but anyway, at this point, the three of these people have worked together on some level. Um, part of my mind wants to go. This was some sort of like Gallifreyan mob thing. Um, I think more likely it's kind of a um, like more of an elite force, like the Celestial Intervention Agency. I don't know why I can't string those three (laughs) words together. Um, But there's clearly been some sort of falling out. And I think I was thinking mob because Ruth was like, no, this is one of those groups that like once you're in, you're Uh, out is real tough. And they only say that about the mob. Not... Uh, she worked for Gat, not one you apply for, not one you can ever leave. She tried to leave. See, see, that's very right. mob mentality. Or, you know, if you're one of the three founders of uh, the Time Lords, I guess. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that that's yeah, mm-hmm. that's true, too. Yes. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Yep. So at what point did you think and I don't know. I, I will just say right now, Joe Joe Martin, perfectly cast. This oh, is the yeah. only thing I've ever seen Joe Martin in, and holy moly, uh, knocked it out of the park as both Ruth and the Doctor. Yeah. Uh, Ruth, just, you know, just a person. So cheery. And, yes. And that, that opening montage where she's, like, walking through town, um, it was d- the music and, like, these short little clips. I'm like... Okay, I'm watching a commercial for some sort of pharma, uh, you know, some sort of medicine. Yes. You know, where they show somebody kind of cheerily going about their day. But you know what? They're dealing with psoriasis or type 1 diabetes or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) It just struck me like that. She doesn't have any of that stuff, which is great. But, um, yeah, I mean, I really like Joe Martin. Oh, yeah. I was. This was so great. So, so great. Her um, whole sleeper agent moment. Yeah, the uh, well, the sleeper agent moment. I had a bit of a because I mean, it, after it was revealed she was the doctor, it was like so the doctor just dishonored that Jadoon uh, and made things worse. It seemed like uh, ripped off this Jadoon's horn. Yeah, which is pretty heavy duty because that's like and, a normal rhino's horn is like bone. Yeah, and apparently. And also, I mean, like, she apparently knows, uh, is it Venusian Aikido? That's kind of what it seems like. I know, right? That's why I was, there's a lot of, like, weird 
things going on where people are trying to piece together where our zero doctor plays in. And I mean, it's like, well, she know she knows, you know, it seems she knows the third doctor's um, version of karate. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, let's, let's, let's put a pin in it. Let's put a pin in it. Let's save it for the theories because if I start talking about where I think it lands, it, I'm, I'm going to dive into my bonkers theory. Um, and I'm not ready to get there yet. Yeah. So, uh, l- shall we just continue? So, I have a question. Did yeah. you at any point think she was the Ronnie? Um, actually, no. So I didn't until she she kind of got like the evil eyes a little bit, mm-hmm. and then I I I paused it at one point and I said I think she's the Ronnie. And when she breaks the glass, that's going to be her 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 fob her fob is the fob watch, basically. Yeah, that's what I said. I paused and I said, and Lauren's like, "Yeah, she also has an R pendant." And I went, "Oh my god!" Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's when I was like, "She's the." I was like, "She's the Ronnie." Like I was. Crap! That would have been so perfect. I was one hundred percent convinced she was the Ronnie until the doctor wiped away the dirt and we saw the police box. And then I didn't know what to think. I, my skin crawled in like the best way possible. It was, um, I saw that. I mean, I like just crinkled up inside myself and got like, (gasps) Oh my God. Yeah. Because I mean, at that point I just, I didn't even know what to think. Yeah, because I, 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 I think I think most of fandom was that way. Because like, I, I, I almost thought she would still say she was the Ronnie, just, you know, but the TARDIS was just, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> but when she said she was the doctor, I went, huh? I went, I, I was so, I just didn't even know what to do with any of that information. Yeah, and that... Something of that realization just, I think, just threw another wrench into something. But, but let's keep talking. But the um the 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 switch, the change she does is from Ruth to the Doctor is oh, great. Um, confidence that she comes out with and her outfit as the Doctor oh, is yes. love it, amazing, love it. Uh, I hope we see somebody in that. I... Yeah, I really hope. I mean, I know this is like, oh, hey, it's, you know, two and a half weeks until Gallifrey won. Yeah. Somebody throw together a cosplay real quick. Um, I, I hope we do. I really hope we do. I think that would be awesome. Even if it's not like bang on perfect. Yeah. If if it is inspired by and if it's damn close to it, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to need a picture of this because this is awesome. Yeah. The, the shirt is great. The I love the the glasses is just such a cool. It's almost like a um like a like a blade kind of look. <laughs> I don't know why, but like no, I, I kind of get that the jacket with all the buttons. Ugh, it was perfect. Uh, she looks yeah. so great, and when yeah. she takes our doctor's hand, oh, <laughs> oh my god! I'm like I'm like, what is happening? And and apparently at one I if we are going to treat this properly as past, just run with that for a second. You used to be able to teleport into the TARDIS. Uh, yes, that was one thing I didn't put a note on, but yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. So another thing, 
Mm, no, I'll hold off on that. I'll hold off on that. Um, okay. I, I know that we've jumped forward a little bit. Can I jump back to Lee? Yes, whatever you would like to do. Okay, sorry. Um, I I paid really close attention on the second watch. Um, and when Gat and the Jadoon are confronting Lee in the apartment, flat, whatever. Mm, yes. Um, semantics. <clears throat> so it looks as... Now, I first thought that Gat had pulled the gun and shot him, right? And I went, oh, yeah, he's dead. Um, and then on the second watch, I went, oh, wait, no. He pulled a drawer, went for a gun, and she disarmed him. Yes. So this is Lee's gun. Which, uh, we, oh, yes. You see where I'm going with this? Right, yes. Right? We have Ruth, a.k.a. the doctor, having modified a Jadoon gun. There's nothing at all to say that Lee didn't modify this one as well. Because I will tell you this, the actor who played Lee has been on Twitter a lot today going, do we really know he's dead? How do we know he's dead? Um. So inter- that's interesting. So, so it, he's he's being very chatty about that and i'm i am almost inclined to say that's very weird that i'm gonna run with that and go out on a limb and guess that uh lee comes back did he change it to be instead of getting killed he was teleported i mean that's the gist all right i mean i'm fine with that i'm totally fine with that this is doctor who also many things lee and lee and uh lee and zero doctor big finish let's just get them out there right now let's do it yes 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 yes, (laughs) yes, yes. please um yeah so i thought she was the ronnie for a little bit you know until she told us she was the doctor and then my brain exploded i Um, love that she has a vw bug yes i loved that from the gearhead over here yes yay a red vw bug uh 1971 if i'm not mistaken because British license plates, the letter at the end is only used for one calendar year. Oh, interesting. And they started that in 1963 with the letter A, so you can work your way up and figure out what year a car is just by what number plate it has. Oh, that's very cool. I'm a nerd that way. No, that's fine. That's cool information. I didn't know that. <laughs> um, where are we going, Taylor? I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Uh, I love... I'll, I'll 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 use your terminology. I love the Zero Doctor's disbelief at yes. thirteen. Yes, being the doctor, in ge- and yeah. just like picking apart like her outfit. Um, and and honestly, I kind of rather love how like dark and like morally questionable. Yeah. She is. Yeah. Um, but I I think I think we see elements of like like I'm not always this way. Things are, are desperate right now. Yeah. And there's stuff going on, 13, that you're not... You're not aware of. Aware of and privy to right now. Yeah. Like, like the whole, like, you know, the doctor doesn't use guns. I know. Shut up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's, that was great. That and the was whole very points, funny. The points line. I love the points. The points was great. Yes. Oh, God. No, you don't get to do points. Points is my thing. Loved it. Yeah, this was the doctor. I mean, they say, like, I'll just run through them. It's the same brain. They get the same person after the TARDIS scan stuff. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I was just like, it's the same person. Also, the line about, like, we don't want to get the TARDISes too close to each other because of the temporal feedback loop. 
So it's like, of course they're the same person. There is no alternate timeline. Thank you so much. So much. Also, I mean, I I know my past. I've lived through it. And Zero Doctor's reply is, you're wrong. Combined with the master going, everything you know is a lie. Yes, which I read. I put an article in here by Digital Spy. Yes, I read that. Um, where they say that the master, in turn, talking to the doctor is also talking to the fan base when he says oh. everything you know is a lie. So oh, I, could, I could see that. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Um, there's, you know, there was one thing. You know, we talked about the box. Um, a little bit with the metal in it. Um, wouldn't, oh, the, yeah. wouldn't the Sonic have known where that box was for, from, like the, its origin? I, you know, you would think so. Yeah. Um, that I, I I will grant that as a little bit of a plot hole wibble. Yeah. Um, when it comes to this episode, I also, not being as well-versed uh, in Gallifrey and Sheffield Steel sonic screwdriver technology i don't know what setting she had it on i mean that's true this is not so, it's not i don't know yeah. how deep a scan it was doing it's very true we don't i mean you know, <clears throat> she built this out of spoons so yeah i mean it could have been scanning okay earth yes or earth no it could have just been <laughs> yes that and would be so funny she's like oh this is clearly is the alien thing not what planet is it from yeah you know uh it's just is it from earth or not I don't know. <laughs> true. True. Yeah. Um, is there any other any other things we want to talk about before? Uh, oh, oh, real quickly, real quickly. And I, I want to talk about directing. I know we said we we both want more Nita Mansour directing stuff. Absolutely. She <laughs> excuse me, she is amazing. The whole scene in the church is Ruth is kind of having her revelation of like, um, I just went all like La Femme Nikita <laughs> on these Jadoon. Yeah, 11 p.m. on USA, yes. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, right? Um, and and just where she's sitting, and it's and it's quiet, and it's still, and, and the music and the light shining through and shining down on her. Yeah. That it might actually be my favorite scene of this whole episode. Yeah, that, it, was it was very so well done. Shot. It very was well incredible. Um, I think... Um, a lot of the visual effects were great. Uh, a lot of teleportation. The Jadoon looked amazing. Um, yes. Oh, the I, Jadoon's the, little speaker box thing they threw through oh, the window. Yeah. I yeah, loved that, that great, thing. That was very cool. Um, their computer displays were really neat. Yes. I loved the um the the fire alarm in the lighthouse, the break glass. Yes. If you look real closely, the the edge of it has got Gallifreyan on it. Oh, does it? It totally does. It's it's very, very subtle, but it's it's there. You can just see a little bit of circular Gallifreyan around the edge, and it's a slightly recessed edge, so it's a little hidden. Interesting. But you can totally see it, and it's, yeah, it's good. Great. Um, I did want to mention that our companions were amazing in this. Yes. And I will say, like, I think now that they have they had that little um, talk, that Team TARDIS talk when they were uh, on the run, Mm -hmm. I think they are now a United. We need to be in the know. I I hope so. And I love it because, I mean, like immediately they're like, we're worried about you. And it's like, where do you go? 
what's going on, what you know. I, and I love, I love that Yaz is not putting up with this nonsense. I love yeah. it. I yeah. absolutely love it. If there's anything that I could just, you know, that stood out to me, it was Yaz just being like, especially when she goes, "Don't talk to him that way." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "Yeah, here we go." And then Ryan's like, "Yeah, I'm not having this. Like, what are we yeah. doing here?" And that was great. Oh, that was great. That was almost like you know how people go. That's that's the defining doctor scene. Mm-hmm. This was like a defining companion scene to me. Oh, definitely. And and just you know, obviously the doctor is really grappling with this bombshell of of okay maybe maybe not all of her past is what she remembers maybe there's more to it um and and i mean we've obviously we've seen a lot of timeless child thing obviously she tries to push past that block and she gets you know quite the wicked migraine yes um and all that kind of stuff and and so she's really struggling with this and 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 kind of her identity a little bit um, and when Ryan starts doing this speech and he goes, you are the doctor. Yeah. Who you, we know who you are right now. Yeah. And this is who you are. And, and it, I loved also the, at the end of that is, uh, what do you know? It's the end of an episode that transitions into what the next episode is about. I, do. I feel like it's suddenly like the Hartnell era or something. No, that's so weird. It's almost like we just met someone from before the heart. Oh, hmm, maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. We'll get there. Um, but I love that. And also, I mean, the whole something is coming for me. I can feel it. Yes. And I mean, I, I, I mean, some that something is the past. I think so. I mean, everything that she mentions, all this stuff that's coming from the past. And that's what's coming for her is the actual reveal of her past. Yeah. We also got a lot of this season. We've got a lot of her. um not not a lot, but sometimes, you know, removing memories from people. Oh, that's a good point. So that's been happening a lot. So and I, I would like to point out that I actually didn't put this together till I read that that digital spy article is the first time that the timeless child is is mentioned. We get that exterior shot of what looks to be like some spacey kind of thing. Right. And there is a little girl who is yep. a person of color. Yes, you are absolutely right. So I am almost 100% sure that we're getting into it. We're done. We're done with everything else. It's (laughs) we're an hour and 10 minutes in. That's actually pretty good. That is pretty good. I think that Ruth doctor, Dr. Zero is, is the timeless child and also is the true original doctor is the first doctor. Okay. Now people go, well, I mean there's a lot of ver- there's a lot of variables there. Um I, I mean her TARDIS looked very old. There is the technology of teleportation into the TARDIS, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Uh she doesn't know what a sonic is. Right. Um and yeah, the whole mob mentality, which is something I wrote down but I didn't actually you know, attribute it to the mob. Um, I mean, man, I feel like we're going back. We're going back. I think Omega's going to come back. I think we're going to get like a history, not like come back. We're going to get some flashbacky thing here where it is revealed that Rassilon, Omega, 
and the other, the mystery, the unknown, which is funny because this doctor was unknown, this new doctor, right? Mm-hmm. I think I think that's the other. I think the doctor is the other, which has been, you know, that's been talked about forever. Yeah, it definitely has. And it's funny because I've, I've, I've seen people kind of liken this episode to one of the Virgin New Adventure novels, not a particular novel, but just just the style of it, that it's willing to do something bold and radical and shake things up. And I was like, that's a great comparison because I love those books. I'm just like, I'm, I'm reading this. The other has a mysterious connection to the Time Lord known as the Doctor. According to some accounts, the other was reincarnated through the looms into the Doctor. Mm-hmm. So the looms, which is something I didn't really know about until I started, you know, looking at it a little more. Um, and for those not in the know, uh, looms or breeding engines were devices used by the great houses of the Time Lords um, basically to create their race. Yeah. Which is very interesting that it apparently can also be used to reincarnate someone. Yep. And I, I mean, my brain was going at 100 yesterday, and it still is. And if this, if that's not true, and because because if if my other thought is that, and we already threw that out the window with the the well, they only get so many reincarnations. Yeah, we get only get so regenerations. Many. Mm-hmm. Um, what if there was something along the lines of? All right, I'm going to make a comic book comparison. Go for it. I don't even know where I'm going with it. But what if there was something along the lines of, so when the Green Lanterns were created um, and they were all given their rings, they said it's willpower. You can use it however you want. You know, you're basically uh, ring-toting space police. Uh, But the ring doesn't work against yellow. Well, after I believe it was Hal Jordan's ring fell to Earth or something like that. I can't remember, guys. Don't don't write us. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's a lot going on. After after the ring fell to Earth and Kyle Rayner became the Green Lantern, uh, his ring worked on things that were yellow, and which was a surprise to comic book fans and hmm. to, okay. you know, everyone else. And the reason is because um, the creators of the Green Lantern rings, they willpower, use your willpower, but by the way, you can't use it against this. Well, if somebody instills that in you, you're not going to try to use it against yellow. I got you. So I wonder, and then Kyle Rayner comes along, and he doesn't have any limitations. He's just using it on yellow. He's beating people up that are wearing yellow and all this crazy stuff. What if there's something similar to that with the Time Lords? And I don't know if it would be a regeneration thing, but I think that is where I would, you know, like if you're like, oh, I'm on my 13th regeneration, and you're not going to try to regenerate, you're just like, accept that this is the end. Yeah. I mean, that okay. also kind of throws away the whole, like, give him more regenerations, Time Lords. Um, yes and no. Um, because if, if you don't realize it's a willpower thing, and you're still operating under that idea of like, oh, oh dear, yes, yes. I'm at the end, you know, it, and you go, oh, gosh, um, you know, give him more. It's like, oh, well, <laughs> sure. Hand wavy on. Yeah, they just they just there do sugar go. on him or something. Look how much power we have worship of us. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> right. I, so I, 
actually, I really like that idea. So that's something I was throwing around yesterday, and um, I don't know where that fits in anything, but I guess let's just get the theories. Okay, okay. Are, are you ready for mine? Yeah. Because I've, um, I've got a safe theory, and then I've got a bonkers theory. Okay. Okay. So safe theory um, is that Zero Doctor predates Hartnell, like literally is if if Hartnell is one, yes, Ruth is zero, yes, right. Um, she can't come between the first Doctor and the second Doctor because we we literally witness the first Doctor regenerate into the second Doctor, right. And <clears throat> we've already wedged the twelfth Doctor into the fi- into the first Doctor's final story. Yes, and also we can't wedge a whole nother Doctor. In right. I also read somebody saying that. Uh, zero doctor comes between two and three change my mind and it, it's like nope that makes I, absolutely I no sense i will change your mind with one simple statement the second doctor invented the sonic screwdriver yeah and i mean and uh, the other thing is um if that were true this this doctor knew how to operate a tardis and the second doctor had that removed from their memory before yes. being regenerated oh. Take Both that. Take that yeah. theory. Mind changed. <laughs> um, so, yes, that leads to so, the idea. I like to say theory. Safe theory is my theory as well. I think uh, I think it, it pretty much. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So, yeah, looking at the facts. Hold on, John. I'm going to mute myself real quick and cough. Got it. Excuse me. That was loud and violent, and I'm glad nobody had to hear that. <laughs> um. So that, yeah, that's my safe theory. Given the information we have been given in this episode, like, and, and, and adding to it, the fact that Chibnall is like, no, this is the doctor. I'm, I'm basically, you know, pulling a war doctor and I'm inserting another doctor in the timeline. Mm -hmm. Good luck figuring out anybody's number anymore. Yes. Um, Now, don't get me wrong. I'm sure on some level, on some level, Chibnall is like, oh, you didn't like the fact that I hired a woman doctor. Well, hey, here's a black female doctor. Yeah, suck on that. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if there was just a little bit of that behind that, and that's okay, um, because you know we all love to poke the haters. Um, so, here's the bonkers theory, um, and this I feel may tie a little bit into your loom reincarnation thing. Um, I. My bonkers theory is that Chibnall is literally going to nuke Cannon from orbit and give the Doctor a whole massive series of lives before the Doctor Who lore that we know. Okay. It's gonna, it'll turn out the Doctor is the timeless child and did something massive for or with Gallifrey in history before having her mind wiped and becoming Hartnell. I mean... So we, we could have not, not just one Doctor before Hartnell. We could have 15 I mean, I could see that. I could absolutely see that. I just hope the uh, the Shockla Doctor gets a number at some point. That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, right. And 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 um, it. Yeah, I, I mean, <clears throat> granted, a show this big, a show this long, canon means nothing. Look, don't try try to come to me. I think I think I think Deb from Verity said it today. It's like, look, if you're gonna try to, you know toe the canon line in a show that has reinvented itself and rewritten itself 
so many times in its history you can just piss off right now absolutely and i wholeheartedly support that concept yeah Um, man but my bonkers theory is that chibnall is going to go full brain of morbius on (laughs) you know what i'm talking about yeah all all those doctors that that we we were alluding to in that episode oh yeah they 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 were all regenerations but they were all pre-hartnell i mean i'm 100 percent fine with making that canon i think that would be amazing because that was the first thing i thought right yeah i'm like who are all these other doctors yes let's do it i I mean i'm fine with it yeah i mean it's it, it it's a show where an alien dies and comes back to life a a billion times as someone else yeah exactly i'm fine with it because that way we could get because i mean look the the only mystery we have is the doctor's past before Hartnell. Yeah. That's the only mis- that's one of the mysteries that I feel like has not been tackled. And when you do the what happened during the time the time war, like you invent the time war and then you go back and show what happened during the time war, that's I feel like what mystery or shocking thing can you do? And it's you have to go back to the beginning. Yeah, the beginning absolutely. we don't know. <clears throat> and and for all for all we know, I mean, maybe it was some sort of like crazy Gallifrey and mob thing that Gat and Lee and Ruth were all mixed up in. And you know, like the the Doctor Zero storyline plays out with her like finally managing to escape by regenerating and hopping in the Doctor's like this particular TARDIS that Hartnell goes into, because if I'm not mistaken, I want to say it was the day of the doctor. Don't we technically quote unquote, see like footage of like Hartnell slipping into a TARDIS and escaping with it. So, um, yeah, I don't think it's day of the doctor. I can't remember what episode it was, but I, I can see it in my mind. Okay. So <clears throat> what you are, what you, the thing that you are referencing is, the exact thing that a lot of people are saying doesn't make any sense. Um, it is when Clara gives the first doctor the idea to take to steal the TARDIS. Take this okay. one. Take this one is basically what okay. she says. Um, so a lot of people are like, well, wouldn't wouldn't Claire? And, and I'm like, Claire's gone. It's, it's just fine. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, wouldn't she have known about all this? But it's like, that's not how writing works yep <laughs> on a tv show when the person that wrote that is no longer with us with the show he's still alive i'm just you know what i'm saying yeah i do um yeah so i mean man uh I, i'm kind of like in between your safe and bonkers theories i think those are those are both very good i think because i, I can't remember i retweeted it a little while ago where somebody asked if uh, if Chib- they asked Chibnall in an interview if he was going to make the looms a uh, uh-huh. part of canon, and he's like, I'm so sorry, this is all my fault. There was also a book I feel like he said he he mentioned. Was it Lungbarrow? It was Lungbarrow, yeah. Yeah, that's the one where the whole looms thing really gets a big explanation. I might have to uh, procure this book. Uh, good luck. Be ready to drop down some massive coin for it. Yeah, I don't care then. Never mind. Um, there, there. I think there might be like uh, a PDF or like a like a ripped Kindle version. 
Oh, I mean, I'll, I'll find that. Somewhere. Long Barrow PDF. Look at that. <laughs> look at that. And then I, there's also Long Barrow um, eBay. Shall we check how much it's going for? Oh, let's do it. Let's let's do a live uh, eBay. 1997? Does that sound right? Yeah. The year? Yes. <laughs> About this product. Yeah, that's fine. Just tell me how much it is. You may also like Arthur. They're showing me Arthur books. Oh, good heavens. That's I'm weird. I'm going to clutch my fist now. Currently sold out is the is the one I, I have. We're doing it. We're still going. Long barrel. Let's check it out. <clears throat> Holy guacamole. Pre-owned, signed by Sylvester McCoy. Ooh, hot damn. $1,500. Wow. Pre-owned. Pre-owned, signed or not, I don't know that that book is, will ever be worth quite that much. $261 is another one. Um, I saw a copy at Gallifrey one a couple years ago, and it was, I can't remember if it was 100 or 125 Holy moly. That seems like a bargain compared to these. Yeah. Well, if I um, I'll stick with the PDF. I yeah. There, if you just look up lung lung borrow PDF, you can um, find that very easily. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I'll give that a read. How many pages is it? Doesn't uh, say. Doesn't say. Probably at least a couple hundred. And it the times that I have tried to read it, the scenes inside like the traditional houses of Gallifrey um, are a little dense. Ooh, okay. I will be honest. I have not made it through the book yet. I do want to. I do plan to. It just hasn't happened yet. This is a lot. This is a lot. But I think, um, is there anything anything else that theory-wise, because I don't think I actually, I mean, my only theory was I feel like the regeneration in anything is is just a bunch of BS that was given given down by the um by the founders of the Time Lords. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also feel like when whenever we get Ruth regenerating into May, Hope, maybe Hartnell, which would be great to see. Um, oh my goodness, what's his name? David Bradley come back. <laughs> yes, that would be actually that would be fun. Um, I think that's gonna be all a um Troughton a forced regeneration. Um, I could see that with with a little bit of um mind wiping going on there. But but what if what if what if part of that whole everything you know is a lie ties directly into that whole like you know you only get twelve. It's it's not up to them. It's up to us. Yeah. I mean, that would that'd be amazing. That would be great. <laughs> I'm so that would be fun. I am all over the place right now. Yeah, man, it's it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. Um, but I I think I think Ruth Zero Doctor is um, but but you know also if it's a forced regeneration into the into Hartnell, wouldn't that mean that before that she wasn't known as the Doctor? <clears throat> Wouldn't she be known uh, as something else, God. as the other or whatever title? See, I don't know that. That <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know what is going on in my throat right now. Or maybe, um, maybe she is still known on Gallifrey as the other, but she's like, I'm, I'm the Doctor. That's who I want to be, and they, they're like, fine, that's who you'll be, and then forced regeneration, false memories. Maybe, yeah. All this crazy nonsense. Who Maybe. knows, man? Yeah, 
yeah there's there's gonna there's gonna have to be something that kind of both has to happen and kind of you know separate the two eras for lack of a better term yeah i just wonder um like you said we are halfway through the season and um season 12 that is i'm i'm gonna look i'm gonna look up here um i mean we'll talk about our next time in a minute here do we have any other episode titles which i don't think we do we do obviously can you hear me uh yes is the one after um is it praxius yes Um, and that one can you hear me is the one that that guest stars the physical embodiment of the actor who voiced the remnants ah yes monument the rags whose whose name i can't remember right now i can't remember what his name Uh, i will also say in praxius chris chibnall has a writing credit so strap in Okay, I I was just about to say, I'm like, now, much like Spyfall, we've just gotten this massive, mind-blowing event. Yeah. Let's at least be prepared to go into next week and be like, okay, yeah, this isn't, you know, it just go in with the expectation that it won't be as mind-blowing. But if Chibnall's also got a writing credit, well, maybe we're going to get some more something, seasons of something. Something to note. Yep. Um, we have we have one th- last thing to do before we um, well I, we both recommend this episode highly oh, absolutely if, if you are if you haven't watched it yet uh, sorry yeah spoiled it for you uh, um, but we have one last segment before we talk about what's going on next week so let's kick it over to that gathering close it's time for the behind the close <laughs> All right, Taylor, behind the couch scale. I have to say before I launch into that, I don't think I, I, I as much as as much fun as it would be to play a villain, I don't think I could actually pull it off. <laughs> I think even when I'm trying to sound spooky, I sound too friendly. <laughs> so you're like a McDonald's Halloween commercial. I'm yeah. <laughs> you know uh... things in this episode that we talked about, that was the one that almost got me to swear. <laughs> yeah. What the flip? Uh, <laughs> yes, I am. I'm just a big chicken McNugget. What can I say? <laughs> God help me. <sighs> um, honestly, I think this would be a fun adventure for the kids to see. I mean, yes, there's some on-screen deaths, but it's 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 quick. It's vaporizing. I still I liked Marsha. I don't think she needed to die. Yeah, that was pointless. Uh, it, yeah, it was a little bit. Um, but there's so many major twists um, that I almost worry that it would be more confusing to them because they're going to be like, but wait, that's also the doctor. Who's this yeah. guy? Confusing everyone, you know? <laughs> yeah, that would be, that'd you know, be interesting. Some, some point down the road. I mean, they, they get the idea that the doctor regenerates. Um, but I've also, I've also had like t-shirts with all the doctors on it. So they've seen, all the established doctors up to that point, this, this is going to be kind of like, Oh, they're doing what? Yeah. Oh, there was one presumably before all of these. <laughs> um, and to quote my son who, uh, caught like a minute, not even a minute, like a very small portion of a fourth doctor story. And I can't remember which one it was right now. Um, 
while I had Pluto TV open on my phone the other day, he goes, Dad, why is Doctor Who so cray-cray? <laughs> I mean... And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, but it's Doctor Who. That's, um, yeah. That is the hot take of the day, courtesy of my kiddo. Why is Doctor Who so cray-cray? I mean, it's it's a valid question, and <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't either, other I, than to say it's... It's just a show. We should probably just relax. I mean, but we can't because there's a doctor that the doctor oh, doesn't yeah. know about. And then also, can't. we didn't even point out that um, the person that hired the Jadoon was not Gat. No, no. Gat was. Thank you for bringing that up because I wanted. She is there representing the contractee who is confidential slash the wrestling. Apparently. Slash yeah, uh, right. Omega. Oh man, how much do I want for Omega to come back? That that would be amazing. I, I would love that. The mask, man, I love that thing so much. That would be so great. Also, I feel like we didn't really, I mean, we didn't give Commander Gat a lot of uh, no, a lot of love. But um, man, I, I I loved her. I loved her look. Um, I loved her her attitude. Like if this, if we're gonna slightly redesign how like some of the Gallifreyan like fancy dress looks and if this is it i'm all for all it. for it uh ritu aria or ara is who played yes. gat um great i lo- loved it didn't she didn't she was in every scene she was in was great i was gonna say she wasn't in a lot of scenes but uh every scene she was in w- was great and her reaction to seeing gallifrey uh being burned was was something yeah and and i wonder because she really she talks about like when 13 reveals herself to be the doctor and she's like so adamant about it being an abomination. Yes. She cites the, what is it? The Blinovich limitation, limitation effect. effect. Yes. Yeah, one of my favorite terms um, just because it's long and unwieldy. <laughs> uh, and I, I have to wonder if that might be a clue that whole, like it being an abomination is some sort of clue as to like who or what faction she represents. Yes. Cause there are the houses of Gallifrey. So, right. But there may be some sort of, I don't know, more, more. See the Gallifreyans aren't very religious uh, as far as I know them to be. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. My mind is starting to spiral off in a new direction. And All right, really, let's really don't want to make this. Yeah, because I also just thought of something else, and I, I don't know if I even want to present it at this hour. <laughs> anyway, because <clears throat> that would make no. Anyway, uh, next time, Praxius, starring Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor, Mandip Gill as Yaz, Tosin Cole as Ryan, and Bradley Walsh as Graham. It's written by Gallifrey One guest Pete McTight. And directed by Jamie Stone. So that should be, um, and, you know, as we said, Chibs got a little writing credit on there. So uh, be prepared. I would not be surprised if every week it turns out going forward, he has a writing credit. I, you know, I I would not be surprised either. No, I would not at all. But you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at ThePodcastica. Give us your theories for sure. Oh, please. I want to hear all the theories. I just saw a video that said five different theories, and I'm just going to probably watch it immediately after this. <laughs> uh, follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice and follow Taylor on Twitter at Blue Box UFO. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search Podcastica, rate and review us as well. Also, head on over to SoundCloud, 
soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. Uh, notlg.spreadshirt.com. Don't know who bought the podcastica shirt, but we appreciate it. Oh, yay. So um, we will be wearing our podcastica shirts come Gallifrey. So. Then I either need to accept the fact that I've got a little hole in mine, or I gotta buy a new one. Oh, I mean, you don't have to. I will be. <laughs> I will be wearing mine at Gallifrey. I've been wanting to get another one, so you just give me a good excuse to. All right, all right. So check check out the notlg.spreadshirt.com store. Click the podcastica tab and just search to your little heart's content. Patreon.com/slash/notlg. Uh, we appreciate everyone supporting us monetarily just head on over there um this is more of a if you donate just thank you and if you donate i think i don't even know what the the tiers are that we have on there but know that we appreciate it and maybe i'll get that list again of people who donate and we'll read it as, as a thank you yeah we we do need to get that going because that is um uh, our lifeblood in a lot of ways. Yes, absolutely. So and we are very appreciative. Oh, 100 percent appreciative of that. All right, so um, we will see you guys again next week for episode one hundred and seventy-three, and we will talk to you guys then. See ya. See ya. Is that volume fine? Yeah, that volume's fine. Excellent.